the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite, i.e. coalition of conservative and patriot groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous, or as the FBI calls us, domestic extremists. Um, we see every day the need for people to step up and fulfill the obligations of that most important political office. And often the best way to do that, I mean, some people just do strike out on their own and do things, and that's great, and they often can be effective, but is to join with your fellow freedom-loving, America-loving Americans in a group such as the Red Sea Party Patriots or many others around to... Magnify your efforts, and you have some com- You have friends along the way to um, mutually support each other. Um, very pleased to welcome to the show. I, I think he's been on in times past, maybe when we still had my when my partner Don Dix was doing the show with me. Uh, James Simpson, and I've known him for many years. Uh, he is he originally was right. He wrote a book called The Red Green Axis. Uh, the, how the combination of the the left, the communists, the Marxists, along with the uh, green of the Islamists were working together to undermine America and Western civilization, a very well-documented book. And, and, but that's not quite why we're here today. Uh, he's written some articles. James has written some articles about the uh, climate change, global warming scam. Um, he's also the author of a book, Who Was Karl Marx? The Men, the Motives, and the Menace Behind Today's Rampaging American Left. And we may get into is there's a strong connection between the global warming scam and Karl Marx and the people that now support uh, his ideas. So with that, uh, welcome to the show, James, or Jim. Hey, Greg. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. And this this is a very important topic because so much of the agenda of the left, of the Democrat Party, but then I repeat myself, is based on the global <laughs> warming scam. Is they they have to they, you as you have to, you know if we will just obey the people that live in beachfront mansions and fly in private jets and give up our cars, give up our air conditioning, and start eating bugs, we can have better weather. <laughs> That's right. It's so simple. Oh, yeah, yeah, so simple. Uh, you, you, Why you, can't you, we get on with it? Why can't we get on board with it? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you, you, you quoted Carl Sagan in your recent article about people being bamboozled and they can't, then they reject evidence of being bamboozled. Or as Mark Twain said more succinctly, it's easier to fool people than to convince them they have been fooled. And for 30, 40 years now, the, the global warming catastrophe, you know, uh, propaganda has been blared nonstop by the media, by the so-called universities, by the government run schools. Um, and a lot of people believe it. Yeah. No one's pushing because very yeah, few people it, are pushing back. So I'm going to step out of the way. And you've written two basic articles. One is a series of articles. One is this, the lie of global human-caused global warming is an existential crisis. And two, the scam behind it of how they're making trillions of dollars off the working men and women of the world with the scam. So take it away, Jim. Tell us yeah. a, Tell us if if you were, if you're talking to somebody um, is global is human caused global warming a serious problem? I, what are the top things that you would tell them to say? No, it's not. Well, first of all, well, no, it's not. No, it's not. There are other um, natural processes that much more greatly impact the temperature of the earth 
than the amount of CO2 in the atmosphere, which is infinitesimal. I mean, most people don't realize it's three parts per million of, of, of air. It's, it's a teeny amount. And it's not even, um, and it's not at the highest level it's been uh, for, for decades. In fact, it's at the lowest level, near the lowest level it's been in the history of the Earth. In the early history of the Earth, there was as, as much as 6,000 parts per million of CO2. And the thing is that those were the times when trees were gigantic, animals were gigantic, dinosaurs roamed the earth, and the, this, this earth was flushed with life. And why is that? It's because carbon dioxide, CO2, a colorless, odorless, tasteless gas, is food for plants. And plants are food for animals, and animals are food for us. It, it, it's insane to think of carbon as a poison, but that is what the global warming fanatics, and they're, they're, there's no better word for them, or maybe there is, lunatics, global warming lunatics try to dump on us. They, you know, if you, if you, uh, if you see a, uh, an article about global warming, you will see uh, a dark sky uh, with uh, pictures of smokestacks with black smoke billowing out of them. And of course, if you do that at dusk, white smoke looks like black smoke. But even if there is black smoke coming out of smokestacks, although it very little anymore because of the technology, technological improvements in uh, getting rid of pollutants from smokestacks as we burn hydrocarbons. Um, it, it's, it's just water vapor that they're seeing. It, it's, so it's a total fraud, and they know it's a fraud. They know it's a fraud. Uh, CO2 is not a pollutant. Unburned hydrocarbons, yes, they can be a pollutant. And I mean, back in the 1700s, when we didn't have any controls over uh, over our effluent, uh, you know, coal-burning power plants would spurn out black smoke because they were very incompletely burned, and the atmosphere nearby would become very aesthetic uh, just by the interaction between the water, and the atmosphere, and the CO2. Um, and, uh, and the sulfur that was in the coal, we have low sulfur coal these days, had lots of sulfur in the coal back in those days, you know, and when you mix it all together, the right, uh, proportions with the, with the right catalyst, you get H2SO4, which was, which is sulfuric acid. So yes, back hundreds of years ago, before we figured out how to burn coal cleanly, and before we found substitutes like um, natural gas, which are completely clean, uh, yeah, we did have some uh, uh, effluent that would come out that was dangerous, not healthy at all. But there's nothing like that today. Nothing like that at all. And the, the biggest lie is that CO2 itself um, can contribute to, uh, they call it a greenhouse gas, because as it covers the earth, it prevents um, uh, sun's rays from being reflected uh, off the earth and back out into space, but instead being trapped. Well, when they're trapped, they're trapped by clouds. They're not necessarily trapped. They're not trapped by CO2 because even though CO2 has a molecular structure that tends to reflect uh, heat, there's not enough of it in the atmosphere to create a problem. There's just not enough. Three parts per million, I'm sorry, is not enough. They call it carbon forcing. It's not enough. Um, and so 
that whole element of it is just absolutely fraudulent. And, you know, if you want to think about uh, 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 the CO2's impact on the earth, go into any greenhouse where they boost the amount of CO2 in the air from 1,000 to 2,000 parts per million. Why? Because plants grow much better with a higher uh, carbon dioxide ratio in the air because carbon dioxide is the essential element in photosynthesis that allow plants to create sugars from carbon dioxide. And what do they produce as the output? They produce sugar and oxygen. Sugar and oxygen. The sugar gets used by the plants to grow, to create fruit, to create vegetables, to create the things that we eat, that animals eat. Um, and they produce the oxygen we breathe. So, you know, it's, it's, it's almost funny because the global warming fanatics, the uh, environmental fanatics talk about, you know, the, dec the decimation of the rainforest in, uh, in Brazil and along the Amazon. Well, it really hasn't been decimated that much, but that what the re the reason they're talking about that is because that's that's one of the largest sources of the oxygen produced by the interaction between CO two in the air and uh, and photosynthesis to produce the oxygen we breathe. So, how on earth could reducing CO two further help? You know, um, uh, uh, Patrick Moore, who I've spoken with on a number of occasions, is the was the initial co-founder of Greenpeace. Uh, you know, the radical environmental group, and he was with them until the mid '80s when he realized that they weren't about environmentalism; they were basically, in his words, anti-human. And they were about destroying capitalism, uh, which has been the greatest boon to humanity uh, of any economic system created thus far. And uh, he realized they were just anti-capitalist, and he said basically anti-human. And he, he bailed. He left them. And he has uh, since then publicly lambasted people uh, uh, who pushed this global warming scam and defended people like Bjorn Lomborg, who have been, well, Bjorn Lomborg wrote a book called The Skeptical Environmentalist, where he said, you know, this, this sounds like BS. And of course, he was pilloried in the press. And then for supporting him, uh, Patrick Moore was attacked in the journal Scientific American. Now, you know, I'm an economist. I used to read, and, and I studied biology also. I used to read Scientific American. It was a serious scientific journal. But the radical left has taken over the editorial board of the Scientific American, and now it's just another screed that pumps out the leftist propaganda that we're all so sick of hearing. Yeah. So, Jim, let me, Jim, let me interrupt you. Anybody would listen Jim? to me that long. Huh? Jim? I mean, let me let me here and interrupt you. We need to take a break here and hear from our sponsor. So I want to be on the air next week also. So to do that, we let's hear from Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM 590 The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. 
Solution, do a cash out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots, Unite IE Coalition. Pleased to have on the show this week Jim Simpson, um, who in his latest work is delving into the global warming climate change scam and both the lie of the human-caused global warming is a serious problem based on because a trace gas of carbon dioxide is in the atmosphere and that controls everything. Uh, it's three to four hundredths of a of a of a of one percent of the atmosphere. Um, brilliant uh, cross-examination by Senator Kennedy recently on this very subject. Let's take a listen, Dr. Litterman. How much will it cost to make the United States of America? carbon neutral by 2050? I don't know, sir. So you're advocating we do these things, but you don't know the ultimate cost? Yes, absolutely. I, I, I certainly don't know the ultimate cost, and it's very uncertain. It depends on innovations. It depends on... I, I understand. I'm just trying to lay a foundation here to understand your expert testimony. Dr. Holtzikin, do you know how much it will cost to make the United States of America carbon neutral by 2050? Depends how you do it. If we do it all in the federal budget with directed things, it'll be Public super expensive. Public and private expensive. dollars. Sorry? Public and private dollars. It's, all, it's ultimately private dollars anyway. Yeah, I agree. So right. how much? You're going to look at $50 trillion. $50 trillion. Yeah. Okay, thank you. If we make the United States of America carbon neutral by 2050, by spending $50 trillion, which you're advocating, I gather. No. Okay. Then strike that last part. I'm wrong. You're not advocating. You're advocating something. Um, if you're going to do something, do if, something smart. That's what I advocated. Okay. If we spend $50 trillion to make the United States of America carbon neutral by 2050. How much will that lower world temperatures? I can't ask that because we don't know what China and India and the rest of the globe has done. Okay. Have you had heard anybody from the Biden administration say how much it will lower world temperatures? No. Does anybody know how much it will lower world temperatures? No? No one can know for sure. Okay. Dr. Litterman. Yes. If we spend $50 trillion or however much it takes to make the United States carbon neutral by 2050, how much will it lower world temperatures? Senator, that depends on the rest of the world. We have to work with the rest of the world. We're in this together. Well, it's what one if, world. We if, can't build a wall around the United what States if, and say... What if... What if we spend $50 trillion, Europe cooperates, most Western democracies cooperate, but India and China don't. How much will our $50 trillion lower world temperature? We're in this together, Senator. We how have to get will, the world to work together. How much? I, I get that. Okay. How much will it lower world temperatures? If China and India do not help. Yes. I don't know. Okay. And of course, the, uh, the, the well, there's two there's two points to the scam. One is to control every aspect of our lives, and you look at what they want, how what you can eat, how much you can eat, where you can go, how far you can travel, how what your temperature is on your therm on, on your air conditioning, whether you can have a car or not, how much you can drive, and on and on. And uh, um, the bank, the Bank of America CEO, had said that you know, we're going to track, use your spending to track your carbon footprint. 
Uh, so there's that side. And of course, there's the trillions upon trillions of dollars. And they just admitted in that exchange that it's $50 trillion just between now and 2050, just in the United States of America, never mind the rest of the world. And, uh, you know, $50 trillion, uh, you know, I could, I could live on it, but I'd have to cut back a little bit. So, you know, so Jim, that's the, in our remaining time here, talk about the scam, the monetary scam part of all of this. Yeah. Well, I mean, start with $50 trillion, you know, uh, where does that money come from and who's going to spend it and how, you know, because the fact of the matter is, and as I point this out in my second part of my article, there's not enough lithium, there's not enough rare earth elements on the earth to help us reach carbon neutral by 2050, by 2100, or by any time in the foreseeable future. There's just simply not enough. And there have been serious studies done about this, and I quote some of them. And so you start there, but they haven't even looked that far ahead. They're just going great guns, full speed ahead, uh, putting out ex- extremely expensive offshore wind farms, solar farms. They're doing this all over the place. And when public money, as you know, gets involved, and what we're talking about here is a public-private partnership. And for those people who don't know, that defines fascism. Fascism is public-private partnerships. You know, uh, Mussolini, Benito Mussolini, the fascist that was um, allied with Adolf Hitler in World War II, He was originally a a communist in the 1920s, but he realized that if he wanted to be elected, communism wasn't going to fly in the Italy of the day. does now, of course, unfortunately, even though I think they're coming to their senses. But but he realized he had to make it more palatable. So he came up with this idea of public-private partnerships where private businesses would be allowed to uh, remain open and uh, do their business. However, they would do it in partnership with the government. And as you know, whenever the government gets involved in anything, there's always a senior partner and a junior partner. And the whole purpose of having government involved is the government is a senior partner. And once you get the government involved, then you get politicians involved deciding where that money should go. And when they just get decide where it should go rather than the market, most of it goes into their pockets and the pockets of their friends. Exactly what happened uh, during uh, Obama's tenure when he created the Green uh, Energy Program with $80 billion. And that was just a trial run. But all of his friends, and I point this out very explicitly uh, in a table that I uh, 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 took out of a book by... uh, uh, Peter Schweizer, um, who, you know, details all these things right down to the penny, people were making returns in the thousands of percent for their political donations to Obama and his leftist friends. And that's what it's all about. So many of the people who had been involved in the Clinton administration, we suddenly find them on the boards of these various solar and wind energy companies. And of course, the game is that those companies can't support themselves in the private sector. They have to be subsidized or there have to be mandates like, you know, in California, something like 30% of the uh, uh, electricity has to be produced by uh, wind or solar or, or some other supposed quote unquote clean energy source by a certain date specific. Now, of course, when that happens, they have to do it. But then the other thing that has to happen is they need to be subsidized because there's not enough money. They can't raise rates enough on private citizens for it to be tenable. So they get huge subsidies from the government. And when those subsidies roll in, 
the stock in those companies goes through the roof. Those people who have put themselves in the position to benefit from that, they've bought the stock, they know what's going to happen, and when it shoots through the roof, they sell their shares and bail out. They've yeah. made Jeff, their millions. They could care less. Yeah. Jeff, I need to, I need to interrupt here. We yeah. are we are, we, are, we are out of time. Um, before before we go here, uh, how can people find your work? Well, the, those articles have been published at Capital Research Center. That's capitalresearch.org. And they've also been published at a website called noisyroom.net and Trevor Loudon's website, trevorloudon.com. All three of them have the complete 11-part series on the global warming scam, and it's called the greatest heist in world history, because that's what it is. Jim, thank you for all your work you're doing. Thank you for being on the show. We will have you back. This is a vitally important topic. And stay tuned for the exciting second half of Unite, i.e. radio. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution? Do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then, when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots and Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. And uh, it's great to be around now. I was at our last meeting, and there were so many things going on. So many people had just started doing things, creating a, a phone list of people to and keeping them advised of the bad bills that are underway, or an email list for the same thing, or doing election integrity canvassing. And I, you know, I hope we we pray that it's not too much too late. But people are getting more. And more involved as they see, as they see what's happening. And that's the way it's going to be because no one else is going to save us. The Republican Party, I, I, I hate to disillusion you, is not going to come riding over the hill, uh, as the cavalry to save the country. Um, maybe a few, there might be a few good warriors in that party, like Donald Trump and some others, but uh, as a party, they're not. It's up to us. Um, very pleased to welcome back to the show, uh, Jennifer Van Lar, a California girl who spent, I think, 20 years in North Carolina before coming back back home to uh, to California. And uh, she is now the managing editor as well as an investigative reporter with RedState.com. And if you're not already reading Red State, that's uh, it's, it's one of the sources I look at for for my news, along with Breitbart, Gateway Pundit, and some others. So welcome back to welcome back to the show, Jennifer. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, we I would we were just talking to uh, James Simpson in our first half hour, who's written a series of articles about uh, the uh, climate change global warming scam, both its existence uh, that human caused global warming is a serious problem, as well as the uh, the monetary scam that goes with it. And uh, we had a there was a and if you if you ever heard the exchange, Jennifer, uh, Senator Kennedy, um, in the, it was cross examining some of the these global warming experts, well, how much is it going to cost to make the U.S. carbon neutral by 2050? And they hemmed and hawed, and a bunch of one of them said, $50 trillion. And then they said, well, if we do that, how much is it going to reduce temperatures? And they was basically, you know, well, it all depends. We'll see what, you know, what China does, what India does. You know, and, you know so they don't know. Right. 
It's because they don't want that. They want that well to be endless of whatever it's going to take. <laughs> yes, and uh, you, know, uh, you know, Biden was just promoting the stuff, and you know, they're going to you know, you know, we're gonna talk about declaring a climate emergency. Uh, so exercise emergency powers over it when he wasn't. Um, if you, if you, just as an aside, did you see this? He's he's, he's being interviewed by. A, by a female reporter, and then he's just, he, as 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 the gentleman that Brandon is, decides he needs to brush a, a bug off the woman's chest. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, you know, and you know, the, the, his media, their media, just you know, they ignore it. Uh, but but, but you, you can imagine if a Republican oh. ever did that. Oh, huge scandal! I mean, yeah. yeah. Now, it, um, it would be replayed continuously for for the first four hours, and then once an hour for at least once an hour for the next week, and then uh, then at least once a day, and then once a week for you know forever. It would be like when Mike Pence had that fly on him during the vice presidential debate. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? <laughs> yep. All they did was play that forever. I mean, not that I'm a, a big Mike Pence fan, but yeah, that's how it is. No, um, and I, I never understood that. I mean, I, what, they had to, they, they couldn't brush it off. I, if I any normal person, if you felt there was a bug on your on your hair, well, you'd brush it off. Yeah, he's Even just been on, so I, media I trained. Just like yeah, you could just like you could tell when he did that terrible commercial this week where he was filling up his, the truck's gas tank. Yeah. And he was so wooden, and he he didn't even select the grade of gas. Just get that. He's just that he's so media trained and so scripted that he was probably just felt like he couldn't do it. And then that's a problem. <laughs> Shows that a person's not really a person anymore. Yep, uh, and uh, you know a little bit before we go off in in, in that direction, and what you think of the uh, of the current presidential race? Um, what's your take? And I, I, mean, I think you're a realist and realize that the, the, the global warming is a scam. But mm-hmm. so many, so many people have come to believe it. And there's, there's almost no one on our side that, I mean, Donald Trump comes close sometimes. But I don't think, I don't think anybody else pushes back on it and says, it's a scam. It, it is not a serious problem. And it's, a, it's a scam. To take away our freedom and amass, in Senator Kennedy's show, just in the United States, fifty trillion dollars between now and twenty fifty, but they don't push back on that. And when, like a Democrat Party thought leader Vladimir Lenin said, a lie repeated often enough becomes the truth. Right. So uh, yeah, it's not just that the government control and the propaganda. It's look at the people who are making money on this. If you look at what was it? Uh, was it, and I'm going I'm to mess up the name, so I'm not even going to say it. But one of a member of Biden's cabinet, uh, uh, electric car maker that they had invested in or and championed, just went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, they put this money into all of these uh, unproven technological schemes, and like it's going to be the next great thing. But if, well, if it is, then you know capitalism will take care of that. We don't need to put a bunch of government grants. It's just these people scamming off of all of that. And the other thing is, I don't think anyone would disagree that climate changes over time. I mean, we know that there have been ice ages. We know that there's been continental drift. There's been all these things over the history of the Earth. And it's just called weather. <laughs> a good friend of mine that's sadly no longer with us, uh, he used to always say when people would talk about these amazing heat waves or, or cold snaps or blizzards or whatever, he'd say, yeah, it's called weather. We've had it ever since the earth yes. started. You know? So I think the difference is, is it climate change or is it human caused climate change? And I think the climate does change and it, ha- it and it has, but I don't think it's as extreme as what they say. Not well, I know it's not as extreme. I've been alive 51 years and seen it. Uh, and I don't think that humans are the ones causing it because look at China, especially, and the just they they exponentially are worse at polluting the ro- world than we are. 
Oh, yes. And, and, and of course, just even buying into yes, there's, there's road pollution like nitrous oxide, sulfur dioxide, and other things that we've done a, a very good job here in our country of dramatically reducing those uh, since the 1970s. But they call car- CO2, carbon dioxide, uh, carbon pollution. And, of course, and then you have the natural events like the volcano eruptions or the wildfires in Hawaii right now or other things like that that are not human caused in any way. Of course, they try to say, well, that that storm came along to Hawaii that ended up starting the fire because of global warming, whatever. But I mean, these events, like, I don't think that they could ever draw a link between volcanic explosions and global warming. And that pollutes, I mean, you could, and I'm not going to try to say the exact years, but I was talking to a climate scientologist one time, or scientist, (laughs) scientologist for real though, um, at one time, and he said that it might have been like a decade's worth of uh, pollution, air pollution, from one volcanic eruption. Yes. Um, CO2 is a trace gas of about four one hundredths of one percent of the atmosphere. Right. And of that, a very small fraction of that teeny bit amount is, that, is, is, is from humans. So you might be skeptical that that's the key that controls the entire world, the entire global climate. Um, that'll trace gas. Um, as, but to another add, quick uh, thing on that, if I can't, like, okay. right now, and we've been talking about this on Red State, and this, you know, I'm sure you will be interested in this too, because you're a big consumer of news. Uh, there's ESG is already going on within the publishing industry, and it has for about five years, led through Google and Facebook and NewsGuard, one of these fact checkers. And publications like Red State and all the other town hall media groups are graded based on our content and how friendly it is to their various ESG things. And they will demonetize our articles if we somehow run afoul of one of them. And right now, one of the biggest uh, topics that gets demonetized at Red State or Town Hall Media, which means there are no ads on that page because Google says it's either dangerous and defamatory content or you know, not doesn't check out with their scientific proof, and that's cl- uh, climate change. So, uh, we could have a story go viral where we tell the truth about some of this stuff, but we don't get any revenue off of it. Which obviously we still want to get the truth out there. But I have writers that this is their sole income. I can't, yeah. you know, not pay them. So that's one way that they're trying to uh, really make it painful to tell the truth is by just shutting off your ability to get ads on your on your stories about that right and i and i think that's actually before one more thing here before we jump into actually because you just almost presently present what's the same future um, yeah. of, of 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 one of the of one of the subjects that i that i want that i wanted to uh, that i wanted to talk to you about but um as paul watson who was the co-founder of greenpeace said that it doesn't matter what is true it only matters what people believe is true mhm and even and even sometimes the uh, the enemies of our of our freedom and enemies of our country um have a, are they're affected because they understand how the world works. They understand human nature. And uh, I think that's a pretty good, pretty good insight into that. Um, you're talking about this, this freedom of speech. And uh, Benjamin Franklin warned us that uh, he who would overthrow the liberty of a nation must first begin by subduing the freeness of speech. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a warning. I th- unfortunately, the uh, Democrat Party, the deep state, uh, big corporations, and some of the organizations you just mentioned uh, think that's a good. It's actually a good strategy. Mm-hmm. And, and there's there's been this whole because at least in America we have a First Amendment. In Europe they don't have a First Amendment, and they're just starting. I think this month a even more draconian censorship of the internet. And forcing social media companies to uh, censor anything that the not, not only the court hate speech unquote whatever that is, but right. anything, the, anything that anything the government calls misinformation, which is of course anything that differs from whatever the government is saying today. Yeah, that's the big buzzword. 
Right, right. See, this whole panoply of these, of not only the government we've seen here in the, this country, but these whole private organizations, the Southern Poverty Law Center, the Center for Countering Digital Hate Online, and they, and they tag you with, you know, this is misinformation. This is hate speech. You're a hate group. You're a hate website. And then, um, you, you can get banned on social media. You lose your, you lose your, you know, if, if people you're, you're on media and people click on your articles, they can you and uh, the so then the advertisers pay for that, and you can share on that revenue. You lose that revenue. This whole public-private system of trying to control speech online, and we've seen that with the government directly. Go, they go to Facebook, they go to Twitter, take this down, and at least under under Twitter, under the old management, they did. Right. And I think that there's pro- still some surreptitious ways that they're doing that. Uh, they're, what happens when we find out the truth about these schemes, then they go back to the drawing board and just try to find a more hidden way to do the same thing. They're never going to stop trying to silence us. Yeah, and the and problem is people take that seriously. When the Southern Poverty Law Center says you're a hate group, then there's a lot of people that, a lot of people that take that seriously. And, um, you know, you, you knew, you knew Don Dixon, my former radio partner and Jennifer's mm-hmm. former radio partner, Jennifer Horn. Um, and, uh, he, 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 when I first met him, he was leading an act for America group in, in Corona and they were labeled by Southern Poverty Law Center as a quote hate group, unquote. And they ended up losing, you know, they, the church never said that's the reason. But right. when the pastor changed, the uh, the new pastor uh, tossed him out of his meeting location. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah. But there's but it, it, I think you, you may have seen the the polling results, and this was from Pew, I think. Uh, I think it was, yeah, it was Pew. So this was I is do you support should the U.S. should support for the U.S. government and tech companies restricting freedom of freedom of restricting false information online. Mm-hmm. So for the U.S. government, since 18, has gone from 39% to 55% for tech companies from 56 to 65. But what's really amazing is the partisan difference. So they asked, um, again, should the government restrict, quote, false information, unquote, online? And for Republicans, it's hovered 37 to about 39% now. That's why we even the, the polls Jeez. margin of error. But Democrats... Gone from eight from just from eighteen to twenty three five years forty percent to seventy percent. Want the government to restrict anything that the government says is false information? That is first. That's way too high for <laughs> for Republicans to be saying that. I think that people get a little bit. Um, they buy into it because they're thinking, well, nobody wants bad information out there. But people fail to think about who's the one deciding what's the false information. It's not, I mean, nobody wants bad information getting to people, but who decides it? And also we have a personal responsibility to research ourselves, look for more than just one opinion. Right. And of course, the, the greatest source of misinformation there is is the government. Oh, yeah. As we've gone through um, Trump-Russia collusion, if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. Uh, the Benghazi terrorist attack was caused by an internet video. Uh, uh, masks don't work. Don't stop, vi- <laughs> don't stop vir- respiratory viruses. Yes, they do. They're essential to... No, they don't. Um, yeah. With the- Joe Biden never talks to Hunter's business partners. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what 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 three point five million dollars from the from the wife from the uh the the mayor of Moscow? Yeah, I'm actually working on some stuff on that because it looks like that a lot of money from her went into Bo Bohai Harvest Rosemont, which is one of their partnerships with the Chinese government, and I think based on the timing, it could be part of Hunter's buy-in to that partnership. So, what does that mean? That means that this Russian woman was buying in on the Chinese partnership with them, which opens a whole other can of worms. As, as always, follow the money. Let's, let's take a pause here and hear from Ed Hoffman of uh, United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. 
Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution? Do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then, when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots, Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. Very pleased to have back with us today Jennifer Van Lahr, an investigative reporter and managing editor with RedState.com, a great source of uh, true information and, and good opinion and, and insight into our, our current situation. Um, we're talking about the growing restrictions on freedom of speech. And while the government can't yet officially arrest you for what you say, um, there's a whole range of government and private organizations that are working together to restrict freedom of speech, which is essential for, as again, we'll quote Benjamin Franklin, whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must first begin by subduing the freeness of speech. Um, and that the Democrat, the Democrats support for censorship has grown dramatically in just the last five years. Before we move on to some other topics here in our remaining time, there was a local congressional candidate out here in our area and he ran for governor in 2014. I think it was Tim Donnelly. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Mm-hmm. Or met him. Yep. I know him. Yep. One of the times he spoke to our group, so he said something kind of as an off a throwaway line. Wasn't like a big making a big point out of it, but I, I, I've was like, wow, that's a great insight. And what he said was, to be free, you have to think free. That's and increasingly, so true. as we saw the poll results from Democrats on freedom of speech, what's going on in the government-run schools and universities, people are increasingly being trained to think not free. And that and that poses as much of a threat to our liberty as does any government agency, the FBI, the deep state or censorship by the big damn tech companies. Is if you don't think you're free, if you don't want to be free, then you won't be. That's 100 percent true. And, And they're definitely not teaching our kids to think free in any way. They're teaching them to think not well, not to think at all, really to just listen and do what they're told. Yes. We see all those little kids with their masks on or all lined up with their little masks on. Yeah. There's, there's that it, it's not for their health. No. Uh, we only got a little bit of time left. So um, what are the issues that you're tracking at, at red state or otherwise that you would think that maybe it's, they're not in the lead of the news that, that, that most people are hearing. What would you, uh, you know, here's a, here's something important that's not getting enough attention. Well, I mean, I know in California and probably on your show, a lot of people are getting information about this Chinese bio lab that was in the Central Valley. Uh, But that's definitely something that I'm still probably on the very beginning of digging into where all the roots are and if there are other things. And I'm concerned that one of the main reasons for it being where it was was uh, a plan or opportunity or desire to harm our agricultural sector and livestock. Very, very well may. And I, you know, and these are people they would bring, they would work in the night, they would bring their children to the, to the, to the lab in the middle of the night. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's been, a, were they Chinese citizens or what's their, what are they American? Yeah, from Chinese? the Chinese, uh, like here on visas, as far as I know. And I'm trying to get all of the visa information for their various companies to yeah. confirm all of that. 
Yeah. Ch- Chinese working at a bio at a bio lab in the, in America. What could possibly go wrong? But then you know, then you look on the other flip side of it is there were these there were these U.S. funded bio labs in Ukraine. Right. That, that, you know, that was that was that was that was another misinformation until Victoria Nyland, if that's if that's her name correctly, um, admitted, oh yeah, they really are there. And she was really concerned about the dangerous pathogens in these US funded labs in Ukraine. Why do we have US yeah. funded bio labs in Ukraine? Good question. I'm sure we will probably not find out all the answers on that for about another mm, 20, 30, 40 years. No. Yep. Uh, what 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 else is going? What what else? What else are you are you tracking at at Red State that we should we, that we should be aware of? Well, I, some of it is in the news or somewhat in the news. It, personally, I'm digging into a lot of the Hunter Biden things, as I had referenced earlier, with that potential Russian connection to the China companies. And so, other than that, we're just keeping our ear to the ground and just trying to bring out the candidates that are that people don't hear about on the state and local level and, and local Congress races and trying to give people who the party might not give at the time of day, at least give them some publicity. And another kind of little interesting story, you know, the socialist Bernie Sanders donates $550,000 to his wife's nonprofit of which his wife and his son are employees. Of course. I mean, all of them are on the take. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that's kind of aside from is just the level of corruption of our of our rulers. It's, 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 it's maybe maybe it was maybe it was always bad on some level. But boy, it just seems like it's there's no there, there's no limit now. It's like, give me, give me, give me. I'm going to grab everything I possibly can. Yeah, and it, it makes it hard to not be cynical all day long, you know. All right. You have about 30 seconds left. I can stretch it a little bit here. Why should people be hopeful? Uh, well, what's the choice? Uh, you know, we, we can be bitter for the rest of our lives or we can acknowledge that we live in a fallen world and find the most uh, meaning and happiness and joy out of it that we can. I think also you, you can't give up. Um, things, there are, things happen in history and even when it looks, even when it looks bleak, the good guys have come back, as in World War II, as in the American Revolution, and a lot of other examples throughout history, as good can come from behind and win. Uh, thank you, Jennifer. Uh, you, there's never enough time to uh, talk to all the uh, interesting things that you're working on and, and know about. And we're definitely going to invite you back. And as always, tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. Radio. AM 590, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.